the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Carl Coulage for the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. First and foremost, I'd like to thank um, Errol for giving us the opportunity to showcase our show weekdays at four o'clock. I'm not going to waste any time. Uh, let's start off the show. Let me introduce my panel today. We have the football god, Mr. Kenny Irvy. Kenny, how Hello, you doing, everybody. bro? Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a while, but I'm glad to be, uh, I'm glad to be back. We have Al, Big Al, my cousin Al. How you doing, cuz? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Glad to be back. We have Mr. Met himself, Mr. Chris Pichel. Chris, how you doing, bro? Uh, just enjoying a beautiful day. Thanks for having me. All right. So today I wanted to kick off the show by talking about um, the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. I know there's a lot going on in sports. We're anticipating sports coming back. But shout out to my cousin, Al. He said, Carl, no one's really talking about where the NFL stands on politics, the Black Lives Matter movement, and Colin Kaepernick. So I wanted to have a, the opening segment to talk about should Colin Kaepernick return? I just read a report that the Lions may be interested, or should he uh, sit out if even approached? Let's start with Al, since this was your idea. Al, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is I don't think he should come back to the league. It's been three years removed. They didn't. The NFL hasn't taken it. Didn't take him seriously the first time. And honestly speaking, he's doing he's doing better. He's doing justice by just staying out and just doing what he needs to do to support the cause that he started that he started in the first place. I can't see right. You know, with everything going on, it'll be a distraction with the league. It'll be a distraction for him. And honestly, I don't think his his skills wasn't wasn't all that great in the first place. So I think he might just sit it out and just you know continue the cause. Chris, what are your thoughts? Should 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 Colin return or should he sit out for the cause? I think he should return because it gives him a bigger platform. I mean, if you have an organization that supports him and his the cause and everything that he stands for. And they're okay with the constant media from your channel five news to ESPN showing up virtually every day to hear what he has to say. Then I think it, it just helps everything. And also in since the three full years that he hasn't been in the league, the league has changed drastically before think, think about three years ago, players like Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson and, now you have the rookies like kind of like two attack of Viola, like RPO type of quarterbacks. Now they're coming more in vogue and his skill set will be more, will be more showcased to what the type of quarterback he really is. He was never a drop back quarterback. He was a runner and a thrower. So the type of offenses that he could fit in just grow exponentially because of that. Kenny. Now I know this kind of touches home for you because I remember four years when Colin decided to take a knee you had the jersey. You were very, um, very vocal about oh, it. On man, the I should have worn my jersey. I know, but you were very vocal about it four years ago. Now, looking back, now we're in 2020. What are your thoughts about Cat? I think he should, first, first and foremost, he should do what he wants to do. If he wants to play, he should have the opportunity to play. The problem four years ago is that they weren't given an opportunity to play. They, they said a lot of things, basically saying that he couldn't play. He, he washed out or whatever with the league. Like Glenn, Glenn Gabbard took his spot, or he wasn't just wasn't the player he was his first couple of years in the league when he took him to the Super Bowl, when he took him to the NFC Championship. But then you also got to look, there's more context to it. You know, the last three years of it that he played, he had three different coaches. They ran John Harbour out the, out the league. Then he had uh, Jim Timasula, who was a 5 and 11, and he was an interim coach once in 2010, but he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't your pedigree head coaching material for the NFL. And then you had Chip Kelly, who basically washed out of the league, and that was his last chance with the 49ers. And then on top of that, in 2015, he hurt his shoulder. So he was injured for half the season that he did play. And then he was still recovering when he came back. So he, yeah, he wasn't the player that he was because he was recovering from injury. Now that he's recovered from injury years later, and he should have the opportunity because of what he did. And we've seen other players spend time outside the league and have an opportunity to come back for whatever reason. I'm not saying he should start because he's been out of the league so many years, but he should have the opportunity to play and try to get his sea legs back because like what Chris was saying, the league has changed. And then you have the Lamar Jacksons, 
You have the Tyler, you have the um Tyler from um Arizona. You have these kind of RPO players that is basically what he did, what he kind of started in 2013, 2000, 2012, 13, and stuff like that. So he should have the opportunity to play just like any other good player with his skill set at the time. And that's the problem. Now, it has you, been, sorry, it has been well documented that even quarterbacks who sit out for a little while coming back have an easier transition than other type of players. Right. Now, given what's going on, and I have to tie in the NBA of some sort because we see there may be a protest with some NBA players. Um, would him playing, would that... Oh, technical difficulties? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Are you froze for a second? Yeah. Okay, we're back. Okay. Yeah. Al, 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 did you hear my question? I didn't hear your question. What was that? I said, I said, given what's going on with the NBA, and we see a lot of players deciding that they may not play. Um, would it defeat, like if Colin decided that he would play? Would would that defeat the purpose of his movement by playing, given what's going on right now? Again, the way the NFL treated him, I think it would. It would because the NBA is they've been vocal from the start. You know, they follow Kaepernick's move from the start. So I believe that if it'd be like, not a slap in the face, but if you choose to do, if you if the NBA did choose to do that route and kind of did choose to go that route, I don't think it makes much sense at all. Kenny, what are your thoughts on that? Given what's going I on with really, the NBA? I really don't know. Besides kneeling, I don't know what Kaepernick's stance is or anything. Besides, you know, what the initial kneeling was. He doesn't come out and talk about it. He doesn't let himself be vocal. He doesn't get on his you know, on his uh, soapbox and tell us his views and things. I think people have been waiting for that for four years. And I think people are still waiting for that right now, especially since everything he's talked about has come to fruition a uh, hundred times. So since then, but he hasn't really come and talked about. It. So I don't know if maybe he went to the NFL that he'd use that platform to speak on the stuff that he's not doing right now, or if he just didn't do it and he could just continue to be kind of silent. Like his silence is deafening in the fact that he doesn't need to say anything because he's he's proven himself right and everything he said four years ago. But I'm I personally I'd love to hear him speak about what's going on and what he wants to do besides um and I don't want to say besides like it's just a throwaway but I know he he's he's put out an IG that he wanted um you know like he set up a a fund a, a self defense fund for people in Minnesota freedom fighters to to help them if they got arrested and stuff like that to get out of jail but just more thoughts on like basically how everything has come out and he's been vindicated in a sense and and even Roger Goodell and the NFL officially saying that they apologize for the for the way they treated him or the way they treated the players they didn't really specify him which is also a shortcoming and therefore but I think there's more uh I think he I would like to see him say more say what what he would like to see done I'm sorry Carl yeah, go ahead. Let me be clear. I don't think I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve the opportunity to play. I, I think that the must that might have came, you know, incorrect. Mm -hmm. I don't think he should play, just for the okay. purpose of how the NFL treated him in the first place. Okay, okay. And even now they don't they don't even want to give him a they don't want to they don't want to say an apology to him per se, because he's the one that started the movement. He deserves a a name, Colin Kaepernick apology. Okay. Chris, what are your thoughts? What, like again, we we we're seeing a lot of players in the NBA who are weighing whether they should come back and play. If he decided to play, would that defeat the purpose of his of his movement that he started? I don't think so because I feel like the George Floyd's with George Floyd's death, it actually opened up more of white America to what's going on because for the, really for the first time, you have white America really really backing up the Black Lives Matter movement, and with with Goodell whether he felt like he was publicly pressured into saying that or he actually genuinely meant it, that's a debate for probably another time. But since he said it, and now with the Lions owner coming open and saying that they are going to publicly support it, I just feel like he could kind of vindicate like what, what, what has been happening by getting on the field and playing and performing, whether he's good or not, whether he performs well, I think that's secondary to the fact that he took the high road like uh, Kenny was saying, he was quiet. He just let the action speak louder than his words. And with the, the rumor that all players are going to be kneeling with him, 
that they're going to kneel during the national anthem as a sign of uh, brotherhood. I think that's huge. That's all respect to what he started four years ago. And also, wouldn't it be great just to slap the president in the face in this regard? You know, <laughs> would, I think that would. would be freaking amazing. <laughs> so I think all those things tie into it that I feel like if you were to come back and even if you would just take a snap and take an applause, I think that would just be this help the movement uh, even more. All right. My final question for you guys is, is this with everything going on, COVID, Black Lives Matter movement, we know we have, you know, baseball is on the verge of coming back. The NBA is on the verge of coming back. We know we're not going to get a normal NFL season. Do you, what, and we know fans won't be allowed, but what are your expectations for the NFL season, Kenny? I, it's really up in the air because every time you turn around, you see college football players, you see uh, NFL players are testing positive for COVID, you know? And I don't know what that means. Being that we're two months out or a month out, I'm not sure what it means. Um, I think they're going to try to go on business as usual. I don't. I, I think it will have to be federally mandated for the NFL not to play games. You know, because NFL is reactionary. We all know this. They, they don't look ahead. You know, David Stern, I mean, David Silver. I think his name is David Silver, right? Um, the commissioner, Adam Silver. Adam Silver, Adam Silver. yeah. Adam Silver. The way he, uh, you know, the way he came out to the forefront, really set the ball in motion and really take take lead. Like the NBA really takes, they're very progressive in the way they think about things, uh, future and how it affects their players. And NFL doesn't look at things and how they affect their players. They look at things and how they affect their bottom line. And they want to get paid. Their owners want to get as much money as they can on the books and they figure it out later. So I think business is going to be business as usual until they can't no more. That'd be it. So if they get players that just positive, they just quarantine those players, the next man up. And now to be that. They're not going to do what Adam Silver did and just shut down the whole league. Chris, what are your expectations? I mean, I know you're having some trouble with, with uh, Adams over there with the Jets. So what are your expectations for the, for the NFL this season? I think they're going to face a lot of the major problem Major League Baseball face, and that is money. If there are no fans in the stadium, in the stadiums all across the country, if they're still, we're still in that world come September, how are the owners really supposed to be paying their players? Because it's been shown that at least 40% of their revenue comes from the, uh, from the games, from home games. So are, I mean, are the players willing to take a cut? I mean, that's a major thing. People, uh, people need to be start talking about also whether there's going to be a season or not. I mean, think about all that they do and all that they've been fighting for with the concussion protocols and trying to get more guaranteed money. Are you going to, the, the players going to give anything back to the owners? When they say like, well, for the whole month of September, we can't have fans, so we're taking away a quarter of your pay. I mean, if I was a player, I'd be very disturbed by that. So I think that's a major thing. But I do agree with Kenny that NFL is a wonderful way of putting blinders on and just going about as business as usual. So I think in that regard, they're going to try their best just to go in a very physical sport where there's touching and spreading of germs and all that stuff. But I feel feel like it's going to come back to the almighty dollar of whether we get a normal season or not. All right. Al, I know you're a Jet fan, too. You really have no expectations every year. But what are your expectations <laughs> for the for this year? <laughs> yeah, expectations, I'm not going to lie. I did have expectations this year. Um, like everybody said, it's going to be business as usual. And that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what worries me a little bit. But it comes down to the almighty dollar, like, like Chris said. You know, at the end of the day, like Adam Silver is – He's he was progressive with everything he every decision he made progressive. I don't feel like the commissioner is that. The commissioner is very reactive. He waits till everything happens and then he wonders, okay, what's next? Like Kenny said, next man up. So I think it's in business as usual. I, I actually went to go look at the see the schedule so I could purchase some tickets, but I realized I don't know if I could go. So I'm just <laughs> like, all right, let's see what's going on. But I think it's gonna be business as usual. All right. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me here on to open up the show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Please make sure you tune in. Chris, you're going to hang out with us for a little bit to talk some MLB. Kenny and Al, I'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Thank All you right. for joining me right here tonight, today. Hi, Al. Thank you. See you later. All right. So as we transition right now into baseball, I'm going to bring in some uh, some of our baseball uh, contributors. Thank you for watching the sports hit list by the fans for the fans on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm bringing in Manny and Tom. So um, as Al transitions out, we have Manny coming in. Al, you could leave us. There he is. All right. And we have right now, we have our baseball contributors. We have um, Manny uh, pitch hitting for the baseball contributors. Hello. Manny, how you doing, bro? 
Can you hear me, Manny? Manny, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? I said thank you for pinch hitting on, on, on the baseball last minute. <laughs> Manny's always hey. available on deck. He's always available. Contacted me. He said, Carl, man, whatever you need, he was available right now. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. We also have um, TK the Tank, Tom Kenny. You can find him on wrestling. You can find him on football, baseball. He's all over the place. TK, thanks for joining me on this, on, on this segment. Thanks for having me, Carl. Great to be here. Great to talk some good sports with you, man. I like and the me, green. It's looking good. And let me reintroduce Mr. Met, Chris Pichel. Chris is sticking around. He's trying to show us he could only do uh, he can only football. He could also do baseball. Chris, thanks for being here. Of course. And most importantly, let's go Mets. All right. So, guys, were you excited hey, when you heard the news last night that baseball is back? Or were you kind of like, eh, what was your first reaction, Chris? Uh, that this should have happened like a month and a half ago. I mean, I mean, in reality, I don't know if the commissioner who did a horrible job managing both sides of the fence right now, I know he kind of works for the owners and he's trying to help them out. But if he saw this going down this road, he should have just done like an executive order and just done like a 75, 80 game schedule and just got this, gotten the ball rolling because we all know what's going to happen in the long run. And after the after 2021 and the CBA is out, is, is expired that this is going to be a bloodbath when it comes to the players and the owners. So he should have just taken it into his own hands. We should, we should be ending spring training right now. And we should have had a 4th of July weekend start because what better way of having fireworks than with the Pete Alonzo home run. All right, TK, what were you, what was your first reaction last night? Well, I mean, I agree with Chris. This shouldn't have happened a month, month and a half ago. Honestly, uh, the fact that it was so drawn out and it was such a battle between the players and the owners, it's going to come back and strike us later. But for me, it was looking at the updated rules. Uh, the, the What really got me was starting on second base uh, in extra innings. I mean, you had a guy like Fred Tony throw a 10-inning no-hitter. What if you have a guy like Jacob DeGrom, who notoriously gets no run support from the Mets, take a perfect game into the 10th, give up two pop flies, and theoretically able to throw a perfect game and lose by a one-to-nothing margin? So some of the rules I'm not okay with, but I'm just I'm happy to see baseball coming back. But still a 60-game season. It's, it's enough to uh, arouse the appetite without betting it back down. Manny, what was your first reaction last night? Manny texted me. He goes, Carl, are we doing oh a segment? My God. Dude, <laughs> I mean, it's been, what, six months practically? Even before the whole COVID thing, I was nervous about it. I was even talking to my father and a couple of fellow people in the sports Hitler's group about is baseball going to start on time? I had tickets to the Yankees versus Blue Jays. I was actually getting to see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. play against us. And tickets were game was canceled. Obviously, a lot of things happened constant back and forth one thing in baseball is nothing's guaranteed in baseball as we saw here so it took a couple months we're finally here so i'm excited i just what i love about this now with this season being shortened is anybody's game you don't know who's going to make it to the playoffs it could be it could be the low bottom teams that nobody expected they can go on a quick 30 win 30 win season or something like that. And they can still make it to the playoffs. It's anybody's game at this point. So you can't, so Vegas, if you go and bet with them, you got to go with different teams. You can't just, I mean, you can stick with your Mets, of course, but I'm, I'm a Yankee fan, but I'm a little nervous about this because a shortened season, you never know what's going to occur. Mm -hmm. Chris, can you tell the fans you're a fun fact? When was the last time you missed a Mets home opener? 1980. My first one was 1989 when I was six years old. So and you haven't missed one since. Not one. Wow. And wow. I, I mean, unfortunately, this year, you know, it's out of my hands. But I'm not going to count it. All right. Mean, unfortunately, there's going to be an asterisk next to my name. So that means you'll just tell your daughters that we just skipped over that year, like 2021 yeah, didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> unless they win the unless they win the World Series, 2020 never happened. Okay. All right. So we saw some rules, and I was looking at some of the new rules and the changes, and I was talking about this with Chris. No licking. No spitting. No touching, no yelling, and a player has to be on second base to start in extra innings. What are your thoughts about these new rules and these COVID or social distance rules of baseball, Chris? I I get it. I'm not a big fan of it, especially the licking thing. Like you can only have water on a rag in your back pocket. I mean, come on, who's gonna be the first one to have a scentless kind of sticky substance that's gonna be on there that's gonna help their breaking ball break another couple inches? I mean, there's gonna be people that are gonna be cheating the system right from the get-go. But also, I mean, the second base, the one the guy in second base, I mean, we should just turn this into slow pitch softball and also have a one-on-one -on -one count because 
it's 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 not baseball. I mean, like DK was saying, I mean, you have a sacrifice bunt and a sack fly, and there goes your game. I mean, even if you have, uh, even if you have the base, even if you have like Mike Trout starting an inning on, uh, at the bat, you intentionally walk, and then you're you're first and second and no out. Well, what pitcher deserves that? And also, you have to remember that there's a three batter minimum per pitcher. So you can't even have a match about there. You just have to pray to God that the person you're out there just kind of figures his way out of the situations. And also the, the most disgusting one, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, is the universal DH. That's not baseball. It's not baseball. I mean, players hitting, Bartolo Cohen hitting home runs, that's baseball. You know, I mean, it's just the designated hitter has no place. I understand that it creates another job for a human being, and I get that, and I'm all for giving people jobs. But in the traditional way of thinking about baseball, it's just not the right way. Uh, Manny, what are your thoughts on the new rules? Um, I explained it to you before, but um, honestly, I don't like the runner on second base. Um, honestly, I really don't. I mean, I spoke to Greg about it regarding it, and he gave me a, a good view on it, which actually does benefit and works out in a way. But again, it's like what Tom said earlier. You know, the ground pitches 10 straight innings, going to extra innings, gives a two pop flies. Now they're down one zip or whatever. And then what happens? They lose and he loses a perfect game or so. So it screws the pitcher, but it also puts a lot of pressure on the pitcher as well. Um, the universal DH, I don't like, because I always love to see pitchers hit a home run, even go for the long ball. I mean, I was hype about Bartolo hitting one out. It's, it's funny. I can't hate him. I'm a Yankee fan, and I hate the Mets for certain from certain fans, okay? I still go to the games just to watch it. Listen, be careful over. because Chris might ask for your address over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, send it, bro. I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> but, yeah, overall, I'm just excited for baseball. I mean, the new rules, hopefully, it's only for the regular season. I I, I know a lot of people are not going to like these new rules, but we might have yeah, to adjust. The runner on second is only a regular season rule. It does not apply in the postseason. Oh, thank God. Okay, yes. okay. Okay. So that's just like that's like going back to the way the old football uh, overtime rules used to be. You could have a team win by a field goal. That always felt cheap. And I think any wins coming with a guy starting on second base is going to feel cheap. And like Chris said, a pitcher has to face three guys. So you're throwing a guy out there, extra innings, man on second base, and praying he can get through three guys. That's not baseball. Baseball is – is, is an analytical, it's a it's a thinking man sport. It takes a lot of thought. It takes matchups. I really like baseball for what it is. You don't have to make it more exciting. If you want a more exciting sport, go watch hockey or basketball. Baseball has exciting moments, and those moments build throughout a game. And that's what baseball is, and you don't mess with that. I don't care what the game times are. I don't care if the networks that want the game shorter. Leave baseball alone. It's fine as it is. I asked this question back in April when we did, uh, you know, when baseball would come back segment. And I'm going to be consistent because I love being consistent with this question. Did we forget about the Astros? Given everything that's happened over the last, uh, before COVID hit, before we had protests, the narrative going into the baseball season where the Astros were the villain and people were paid to see and this was going to save baseball. Now we know baseball is coming back for 60 games. Is that still the narrative? TK. Well, like Manny said, uh, it's a 60-game season, so anyone can do anything. You've had teams get off to really hot starts. Look at 2019. If this is a 60-game season, Washington Nationals never even make the playoffs. So it's it's a different kind of season. Are the Astros still the villains? Yeah, but I think now they've been alleviated a little bit of that because people are just excited that baseball is coming back. It's not it's not so much, oh, we really hate the Astros. It's just like, oh, we're at least getting a 60-game season. So are they as much of the villains as they were? No, I don't think so. But I don't think it'll be forgotten once we start playing still i don't think you're going to see pitchers throwing at him as much manny i know how you feel about this are, are they still the villain or did you forget manny manny did uh, you forget what oh no i got the trash where's the trash can at where's the you gotta you gotta bang the trash cans and stuff <laughs> and the assholes are batting you know i'm just they are they are gonna be a villain but again like tom said they're not really the main focus of baseball. Baseball's back. We get 60 games. We lose mm. 102 games. So there's nothing else that we can bring into it, honestly. I mean, I would love to see the Yankees win, but guess what? Any team can win it. Again, in baseball, nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. Okay. Chris, what are your thoughts? Are the, are the Astros still going to be a narrative, or is that all well and forgotten? Uh, from March, from whenever COVID started in March until – July when the end of July when the season starts 
people are going to forget about the Astros in the first game of the regular season, Jose Altuve is up and they throw sweet chin music his way. Everything's going to be unfolded. They're going to be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this again. Okay, yeah, we hate you. You guys are the worst, you know? You at least take out the recycling. Um, but it's just, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Once the blood, sweat, and tears of the season gets going, there'll be a couple pitches here and there. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, up until the first game of the regular season, no, everyone forgot. All right, final question here before I let you guys go is, and I asked this in the NFL, expectations what do you expect are, are guys going to be rusty or are guys going to be ready to play the dynamic of not having fans you know what are we expecting from the 2020 baseball season chris i think the hitters are going to be at a disservice here because the pitchers i mean even if they only go five innings i mean think about how, how long do you need your time to catch like a 95 mile hour fastball or a breaking ball that buckles you i mean i feel like this is going to be a year of the pitcher because of that and i feel like teams that are going to succeed in this because there's what 60 games in 66 days are the young teams with good bullpens. Those are the teams that are going to succeed. You're, I, I wouldn't have no surprise to me if like a team like the Padres all of a sudden made a deep run just because they're young, they fresh legs and they just built a really nice quiet team over there. And like, you know, Manny's Yankees, unfortunately, I mean, they're just loaded top to bottom with that star studded bullpen. I feel like if you have that, and you don't abuse your bullpen in the regular season just to make it into the playoffs, you'll be fine. I mean, those teams are going to be the ones that are going to be forced to be reckoned with. TK, do you have any expectations for the uh, MLB season, or are you just kind of like with the going, going with the win? Well, I mean, I like what Chris said. Teams with uh, good bullpens, young teams, 60 games, 66 days are going to have an advantage. Uh, the Nationals were one of the older teams. I keep mentioning them last year and they were able to do it. But I think this year we'll see a younger team. Also, I think you'll see pitchers go deeper into games because there's 60 games. You're not going to get your regular 30 to 32 starts. You're only going to get maybe um, 10 or 12 starts. So I think you're going to see starting pitchers. They're going to let them go a little deeper, let them pitch a little longer. And I think it will be the year of the pitcher. And whoever has a fast start will have undoubtedly a advantage for the rest of the season. It'll be a season to remember. It'll be a very interesting season, but I think we do put that big fat asterisk next to the uh, 2020 season. Manny, the Yankees win the world series. This Uh, season will be one to remember, (laughs) right? That's, that's the goal. What are your expectations for the season? Majority. If the Yankees win the world series in 2020, not only is it a big asterisk for the supposed baseball fans and all the Yankees, especially in the sports hit list, I will be (laughs) at that parade regardless. But honestly, I mean, I see it as a dark horse. I see the Mets making it to the playoffs, even the World Series. Don't say that as a Yankee fan because you – Don't say that because you're going to jinx them. Don't say that. Yankee fans are not supposed to give compliments to Mets fans. You know know why? (laughs) Because at the end of the day, I love baseball. Baseball is number one to me. Yeah. Yankees are are right there with me. Yankees are my team regardless, and I'm always going to expect the Yankees to make it to the World Series every year. Obviously, it's not always going to be like that. But again, with this shortened season, yes, we have a great bullpen. We have like eight closers. So eight of the top, what, 20 closers, if anything, if that's the case. But a great uh, fantasy baseball lineup. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the only issue I have, the only issue I have, though, is going to be the hitters. The hitters are going to have a lot of issues. I mean, look at Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has been nursing this injury for this oblique strain that he had in his ribs and everything for what? three months I was at the game last year when he got hurt so it kind of sucks but um yeah you got Christian Yelich coming back from a major injury so we got to see how he does you know you have all these other players it's going to affect the players and again I agree with Tom saying that it's going to be a a pitcher season regardless and I I will honestly be interested to see who comes out on top of the Cy Young winner do I have enough time to ask like just a question yeah, real quick, because we got like two minutes. Go ahead. Chris. Okay, so why is this champion getting an asterisk? I mean, think about it. In 1981, they had that weird season with the first half and the second half, and the Cincinnati Reds, who had the best record in all of Major League Baseball, didn't even make the playoffs. But nobody puts an asterisk next to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Why does? Why would this season get an asterisk? Because I believe it should not. Because if you win it, you win it, no matter if it's 60 or 162. 
Well, it's, I, a, it's a whole different it's a whole a whole different rules. You're changing all the rules. If these rules are to stay, then maybe it doesn't get an asterisk. But if this is the only season where we play with Universal DH, where we start with a man on second base in the in extra innings, and all these other rules, no spitting, you can't touch, empty fans in the stadiums, all these things are different, and next season it goes back to normal, then 2020, not just the champions, but the whole season you put an asterisk on there. The champions are still the champions. They played the same rules everyone else played. I'm not saying put an asterisk on the champions. I'm just saying when you talk about the 2020 season, these things have to be talked about. Listen, um, I, I, I kind of agree with, uh, with Chris to wrap up because given the circumstances, you play within your circumstances. It's not your fault that COVID hit. So why would we have to put an asterisk on it? Because it's, again, you're playing within the rules. You're playing with, because of the social distancing rules, you have to change it. So um, we could engage in more conversation about that as we see the season go on. Gentlemen, I thank you for joining me on the, on, on the baseball here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on the Sports Hit List. Please make sure you tell your friends to watch. We have a half hour left. TK, I'll see you for the, the pro wrestling segment. I'm about to jump into the NBA. Gentlemen, you guys take care, and I'll talk to you take guys care. soon. Take care. Well, yeah. All right. Thanks, Carl. Um, Bye, guys. All right. So now, again, thank you for watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans live on the, sports, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, and now let me bring in some of my NBA uh, contributors. TK, I'll see you later. Okay, All right. Go. So now we've transitioned into the NBA, the NBA, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network live. Carl Coulange for the sports hit list by the fans for the fans. We have coach. The coach is in the building. Coach, how you doing? Say hi to the fans. How's everything going, coach? I, mean, I can't I'm, hear you. There you I'm, go. Hey, how you guys doing? We hanging in there, hanging in there. We have right, JJ man. Louis from the backstage broad. JJ, how you doing, man? Doing fantastic, man. Can't wait to talk some sports, man. It's been a minute. Been a minute. And we have Brandon Falco from the Falco Takeaway on Instagram. Brandon, how you doing, sir? What's going on? Thanks for having me. So for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network fans, if you don't know, we have our own Woj here on the sports hit list. We call him Wom. And we always start with Wom, what's the word? Please, we want to know. Tell the fans what's the word on the sports hit list Man. and the worldwide sports radio network. What do you have for us? I feel more like Dr. Fauci every 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 couple <laughs> minutes checking on these COVID <laughs> updates and seeing what's going on. I mean, the word is it's too big to fail. It's too big to fail. It's too much effort put into it. Uh, they will go on. I mean, we're gonna we have to get adjusted just like the rest of the world. We're gonna see positive cases. It's inevitable in all sports. Every sport is gonna see positive cases because you're putting groups of people together that have been separated. And, and so that's what's gonna happen. Now, what people have to watch for is how we progress from these positive cases. Everyone who's reporting now, they're gonna be quarantined. And so they're gonna be quarantined for 14 days. So we just seen uh, a Pacers player just uh, tested positive. Uh, I think today it was announced he tested positive. And we uh, also saw uh, uh, Jokic who tested positive. Those guys are going to be quarantined. After the quarantine, they're going to be allowed to go back with their team and then get ready for training camp and then go into the bubble. If a player tests positive in the bubble, then they're going to be quarantined as well. What you have to watch is watch their health, how their health progresses after their quarantine. Most top-notch athletes, let's be honest, their bodies are recuperating from these positive tests in no time. We've seen it with the younger generation. So many people have had COVID and been asymptomatic. That's what the NBA is, is going to have to deal with. They're going to have a lot of plays that test positive. How they go about it after is going to be what everyone's going to be watching. Brandon, I know that brings excitement to you, right? Are, are, are you blushing or is that is, is that still a thing knowing that the NBA is coming back? Yeah, I mean, if we could see it come back. I still have no idea what's going to come. I, I still feel like it's 50-50 if the season's going to determine, like, if there's an outbreak of cases, I could just see it shutting down. But, I mean, Wom knows way better than I do. I have no idea just like everyone else about what the season is, but I'm praying every day we can watch some boobs. JJ, Listen, are you... <laughs> I'm praying to, to see your barber, man. Your barber shop must have opened early because you got to cut and shave. You looking sharp. I'm still looking crazy over here, man. <laughs> Shout out to your barber, man. <laughs> JJ, are you excited knowing that sports are on the way back, especially the NBA? Um, definitely excited, but um, also have like a little caution there. Um, Wom, uh, he basically pointed out the obvious, you know, a lot of people get tested positive. They already have. You have Nikola Jokic, who is the best player on the Nuggets. You know, he's already out. And you could see with, like, a lot of the other sports, UFC has had cases. Uh, WWE, which, you know, backstage brawl. Well, sorry to cut cases. you off. I just got an update that WWE has had yeah, multiple performers you. with mm -hmm. tested positive. And, and, and you that, know, they're in the performance that's basically, Yeah. That's basically what the risk that you definitely run. But, you know, in the same token, to your point, 
there's a lot of these athletes that get back to it like one, two, three. Jokic, considering his weight loss, immediately when I saw like the weight loss, everyone was like, oh, you know, we have KP. I was like, he got dangerously skinny very quick. And that's one of the symptoms of COVID. And while he was asymptomatic, that might have been something that, you know, lended towards his weight. But in the same token, he seems like perfectly fine. So for the younger people, uh, it's just how you contain it. And with the NBA and all these other uh, sports wanting to come back is definitely great. Brandon, we saw um, Avery Bradley from your, I don't know if you're a Laker fan or just LeBron, but I'm going to go to you because you have the LeBron jersey Team there. Bron. Um, <laughs> Team we, saw, we saw Avery Bradley decide he is not going to play due to um, his son's illness and also uh, for social justice reasons. Um, what are your thoughts as a LeBron supporter, I'd like to call you, on Avery Bradley deciding not LeBronian, to play? LeBronian, as a LeBronian. They, thank on, you, man. Coach. They, they, thank they you, cool thank you, it. Coach. He's cool. <laughs> He's cool. Listen, yeah, listen. we have to tell the fans of the Worldwide Sports Radio Network our little joke. So we we, we have LeBronian. So if we have any Worldwide Sports Radio Network people who love LeBron, you're officially I'm a LeBronian. But some people are reserved because the rumors are swirling that J.R. Smith might be a possible replacement. Falco, what are your thoughts? And I know how you feel about 2018 with the with the foul. How? What's your thoughts on on uh, on a J.R. Smith possibly replacing Avery Bradley in the Lakers lineup? Yeah. So first thing I want to start with Avery Bradley. In terms of the Lakers role players, he's my favorite role player outside of the two bigs, and and he's a rough rider on defense, which I love. When he's on the court, I believe the Lakers are a top defensive team, and when he's off, they're they dropped they dropped ten spots. So it goes to show how great he is defensively and offensively. I get his numbers are going to ju jump off the table. Jimmy he's only averaging eight and a half points a game. He can knock down some shots. He's got that mid-range pull-up. I do like him a lot. And he obviously has playoff experience with the Smeltics. So I do like him that way. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 The shade is yeah, real. Right I should there. just cut your camera off right now. That shade is real, bro. Should should I just cut that one in there? I'll, I'll go on as I was rudely interrupted. That's speaking on Avery Bradley. So the Lakers are already on it having a disadvantage now go to jr smith there's some pros and the cons i'll start with the pros obviously he has he has some playoff experience which is true and he's proven that he competes he's not afraid of the moment and he's hit big shots in big time moments and then the cons you know where i'm gonna get into this but before that he hasn't played a basketball game since i believe november of 2018 so you're gonna tell me he hasn't played for basically two seasons and he's going to come back after a quarantine and be a, a, a prohibitive factor on a championship team. I don't think so. And obviously the game one 2018 blunder at the end of the game. I don't, I don't forgive him that no one ever should, but I don't, I'm not for that. Uh, uh, that J.R. Smith should join the Lakers. I believe it's just next man up. Other guys are going to have to play more minutes. Like Danny Green's going to have to step up. Kyle Kuzma especially really needs to step up. He was supposed to be the third option this year. He's been far from that. He's averaging, I think, 12 points a game. He hasn't fit in well since Anthony Davis joined the Lakers. But I think just other guys need to step up in, in the in loss of having Avery Bradley not playing. Coach, have we forgiven ha, – has the basketball family forgiven J.R. Smith for his game one mistake, or are we still holding it uh, like, like uh, Falco over here? I'll answer it. Hell no. <laughs> Listen, man, if you were a LeBron fan – and LeBronian, I get it. It's like if Moses would have dropped the Ten Commandments before he delivered it to the Israelites. You know, you guys were <laughs> that upset at, at J.R. Smith. Use that comparison. But, <laughs> but, but to, to us regular fans, it's like I forgave Chris Webber when he called the timeout for Michigan. I yeah. wasn't a Michigan fan. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. in sports, you know, it's tough when you're going for like a play of LeBron's stature. Like if that Scottie Pippen would have did that to Jordan or you know, Steve Kerr would have did that to Michael Jordan. A lot of Jordan fans would have never forgave Steve Kerr for that Thank situation. You. So I get it while you know, LeBronians are on J.R. Smith. But me, I, I, I just, you know, there's so many things that happen in the game. I know they're professionals, but everyone has a lapse in judgment. You know, you've even seen LeBron sometimes catch the ball in one of those videos where he took like a couple steps before he dribbled. You have lapses in judgment. And at that moment, you know, J.R. had a lapse in his judgment. I mean, he's had a lot of lapses in his career. But one thing I do disagree with, with, uh, Falco on is it is next man up but if you can bring somebody like J.R. Smith to your camp you can have him go through training camp and see what he what he can do and you can bring him to Orlando and test him out in some of these uh scrimmage games it doesn't hurt your franchise That's you because because put it like this think about this what if Kyle Kuzma tests positive in the first round of the playoffs and he has to quarantine for 14 days 
What if Danny Green tests positive in the second round and he has to quarantine for 14 days? This is chess now. This is not checkers. You got to stack your deck with as many players as you can get because you never know when one of these guys are going to have to be quarantined. So bring all the veterans. Whoever got playoff experience, if, you know, I think Kendrick Perkins talked about, he might want to come back and and get a little 10-day action. You got to get stack your deck because you don't know what's going to happen down there. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, uh, JJ, what are your quick thoughts on JR replacing Avery Bradley? I, I know JR was on your, your, your Knicks for a few years. That's right. Six man of the year that year. So what are your thoughts on, 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 on JR? I echo the same sentiments as Coach Wolf. Um, you know, like a lot of, a lot of LeBronians are going to hold it against him about 2018. But, you know, what people don't realize is that two years before that, the first half of 2016 game seven, him hitting all those threes. So you kind of out, you, you basically take the good and just wash it all away with that one lasting figure. So taking 2018 and all the boneheaded situations away, what you get bare minimum is a guy who's a heat check artist, a guy who could catch and shoot a lot of threes assisted by LeBron James. He has the chemistry there. And also, you know, also to coach Wong's point, um, there is something about a hungry player a year removed from basketball, six months removed from basketball. Joakim Noah two years ago had a resurgence in Memphis because of that after leaving New York. You've seen plenty of other situations. Dennis Rodman, back when he was in the San Antonio Spurs, his career was basically on the outs. He was dating Madonna. He was out and about. And now... Yeah, I mean, and fast. Listen, 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 hold on. My career would have yeah. been done too if I'm dating Madonna, bro. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, at, that that time, time, at that That's time, a... I might have been like, listen, I really got my ring, bro. In I'm her good. prime, in I'm her good. prime too. That was prime. Prime Madonna. And then, and then he goes to the Bulls, and then you see three extra years out of Dennis Rodman, and you play his career nine times out of ten. If he doesn't go to the Bulls, who knows what his career is going to end up. He may not. He may retire on the spot because the year after the last dance ended, he retired. So you look at a guy like J.R. Smith, latch him on to a guy, the greatness, the the, the level of LeBron. Go you ahead. have Anthony Davis over there. You have a crop of talent. Danny Green is basically a sharpshooter. So you have like loaded snipers ready and waiting for a team like the Clippers, who are loaded in their own right. A team like the Rockets, who have competed well against L.A. And also you have all these other Western Conference teams that are have a puncher's chance at coming at the Lakers covid you know uh permitting so this is definitely a win-win if they were to go after jr smith i would know the nick fan in me would kind of lean towards jamal crawford because that was that was you know that was my favorite uh, that was one of my favorite errors of new york even though it was a good bad era but still that being said to have a heat check artist like jr definitely a plus in my book don't, all right don't start one one last thing don't forget that the lakers signed Dion waiters right before covid hit yeah, listen, those those two those two guys, the way you're really gonna miss A.V. Bradley on is on defense. I wouldn't yeah. want to go against Devin Booker. I mean, I don't think the Phoenix have a, a chance, but that guy can heat check. You get what I'm saying? Avery Bradley was the guy that would have guarded a Devin Booker right. in that sure. first round of the playoffs. So, you know, Jamal Crawford, defensive numbers are are a little bit worse than like a J.R. Smith. So that's why, you know, I would go with a J.R. Smith because he's defensively a little bit better than Crawford where you're going to need someone who can lock down just a little bit more. But I, just, I, love, I love Crawford. I love okay. Crawford. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we have about three minutes left, so I want to end with this. I, I asked this to the NFL and the, and, and the MLB teams. I'm going to ask you guys this question. You know, what are our expectations going into the season with, with, with the shortened season, given the circumstances? The one thing I will say for me that I don't like, and this is me being biased, I don't like these guys being in the same hotel rooms. I know that they have to be but I'm nervous about my young stars getting coursed into going to different teams when their contracts are up, you know? So I'm a little bit nervous about guys staying in the same hotel, hanging out after that's my main concern, but um, <laughs> you yeah, don't care. Out. What are you? Yeah, Cause what the Knicks, the Knicks are in the tent. We in the, in the, uh, <laughs> We're staying in the campgrounds. That's the, that's the, that's that's the resort they so, put so, so, so what are our expectations for the NBA coming back? Wong, what are your expectations? Uh, I really don't have a high expectations for the for the play. I think it's going to take some time for uh, those guys to get adjusted and get back into the flow of things. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I'm battling, like I think everybody else is battling, is I really don't want to go into this thinking there's going to be an asterisk on the season, regardless who wins. You know, I just really want to focus on watching these guys play and compete. Let, let the asterisk come after. Let that be a topic of conversation. But as the games are being played, you know, just respect the athletes who are out there. And let's see what guys are going to give. You know, it's going to give a lot of hope and, and give a lot of, you know, entertainment to people who, who have been waiting to see it. And hopefully they can use their voices also for the social 
for the social causes that they said they're going to keep champion. So I'm watching out for that as well. All right. Yeah. Falco, real quick, any expectations for the season? Uh, I'm just so excited to watch basketball again. basketball again. I'm hoping that we do have a season. Everything works out as planned. And in terms of the asterisks, there's no asterisks on a season when everyone is dealing with the same thing. An asterisk should only go on a team that has a competitive advantage over another. Nobody has a competitive advantage dealing that we've all went through this five month quarantine. So yeah. I don't want to that narrative. Yeah, unless we get, hold on, unless we get into the finals and like one of the star players gets COVID and has to be out for 14 games and now they're the quarantined, uh, then it's going to be a different yeah. narrative. Yeah, look, at I mean. uh, <laughs> look at it. Uh, look at Falco. Sorry, Falco has nothing to say. <laughs> um, um, yeah. JJ, last quick thoughts. What are your expectations, real quick? Because we got to run into our next segment. Yeah. Uh, you know, touching off that, honestly, the cream rises to the top. Uh, you know, they're coming into uh, coming into the basketball season. There is no asterisks because for the people who are competing, you see LeBron, you see Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick said it on his podcast. If you if you hooping and you're a hooper, you're going to find a way to basically train and get ready for the season. And uh, despite certain circumstances, you've seen Russell Westbrook workouts, you've seen Jason Tatum, you've seen Trey Young and et cetera, et cetera. So they've been training, they've been working hard and um, I'm anticipating while they're getting back into the swing of things, I'm expecting the best basketball that we could get amidst these circumstances. Go James Hoist's fourth, baby. Let's get All right, it. gentlemen, thank you for joining me here live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Please make sure you guys tune in, and we'll definitely be talking during the week so we can come back and see what we'll be talking about next week. Um, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe to the Sports Hit List, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. All right, so let me transition Jeez. now. It's Wrestling Wednesday. Coach, you want to stick around for Wrestling Wednesday? I knew, I, yo, I knew you were cutting us for wrestling. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you want to stick around mind. for Wrestling Wednesday? I'm like, you're Good. cutting all minutes to talk about Undertaker's retirement. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Come on, I, I keep up. I keep up. Just my, I bad, my, bad, my, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'll up. see you next week, Coach. All right, man, y'all be good. You guys take care. All right, let me bring in Kenya. Uh, we have Mike and Tom. And, and Falco, you can exit. All right. All right. JJ, you want to kind of stick around for wrestling real quick? Yeah, why not, man? Why All right, not, sure, man? sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> All right. We are here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Carl Coulange for the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. We are moving into our final segment. It's Wrestling Wednesday. Wrestling Wednesday. You know we have to end the show with Wrestling Wednesday. Please make sure you go onto our page and you check out Zach Droll. He just cut an unbelievable promo coming at me. We also released quick picks. Make sure you check all that stuff out. Let me introduce my panel. JJ stuck around. JJ from the backstage brawl. How you doing, bro? We have TK the Tank, Tom Kenny. He's back. He took a break. He's back. How you doing, TK? We have Mike. Mike, how you doing, bro? Mike, I can't hear you, man. No, I can't hear you. You're going to have to fix your mic. Kenya, can you hear me? I hear you. All right. Here, Kenya, the producer of the Sports Hit List. Kenya, how you doing? Can you hear me? First time. For the first time ever, Kenya's on a segment. We got to give her a round. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Mike. You're good. Kenya's on. I'm so proud of her. She never wants to come on, but for some reason today, she decides, you know what? I'm going to go on live. So we got to give her a round of applause. So I'm not going to waste time. Uh, There's so much we can talk about. Coach Warmack kind of said it. The Undertaker retired. You know, we have a lot going on, but the biggest story right now is, you know, sexual um, sexual uh, allegations against pro wrestlers. It's breaking the news all over from different promotions, from AEW, WWE. Um, what are our first initial thoughts? Kenya, you're the lady of the room. Ladies go first. So we gotta start with <laughs> all right. So honestly, I think. And as someone who is a victim, a survivor and all of that, and I will say without an issue, because I know this is something that it is a big movement and it is something for that's very well meant for people to talk about. And if you can't, that's okay. And the fact that there's a list of people that have been called out, I don't personally, I feel like if you are in such a big company and you feel that your way to get to the top was to do this because you could step all over whoever you want, then you don't belong there. Mm, mm. TK, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so uh, these, these, these individuals, uh, wrestlers, they have a platform. They have power. They have uh, sway over other people using their celebrity. Um, they, if you use that power to assault and victimize other people with things such as sexual assault, you should not be able to be in this industry. I think that 
more than 90% of, of the men on the list, men or women, whoever, if, if they commit an act like that, they should be done. They should be done. Joey Ryan's done. Jack Gallagher's done. I want to see more. I want to see Velveteen Dream gone. I want to see Matt Riddle gone. I want to see people that are, are, are accused like that. I want to see them out because you have to make a harsh line in the sand that this will not stand, that, you know, we will believe uh, victims and we will listen if you speak out and there should be repercussions for this. If Matt Riddle is on SmackDown Friday night, there will be a problem with me and WWE. He should not be on SmackDown. I think you really have to draw a harsh line in the sand and show future predators that we will not stand for this. So I have no remorse for any of them. Out with all of them. That's it. No more. Done. Mm. Mike, what are your thoughts? You know, it's it's interesting because a lot of the wrestlers that have been called out, they're not at the top. Like, they're not you know, world champions or anything. No, these are guys that have been around the business for a long time. And these are guys that for the most part, they, like Tom said, they take advantage of their celebrity status in order to get sexual advances or whatnot. With that being said, there are certain individuals within the wrestling community that I just find so hard to believe. It's, it's bizarre because there's stories out there that, yeah, it is true. There's stories out there that, no, it's not true. But a guy like Matt Riddle, for instance, that came out of left field. I, I really, I, I don't know. It's a bizarre time to be a wrestling fan. It was a bizarre time for the Speak Out movement to start because it just started like five days ago. So, I mean, at this point, I suggest that maybe there should be more into a look into it, maybe a little bit of investigation into it because so many wrestlers, I, I don't remember the last time these many wrestlers have been called out. The only thing I could think of was the, um, what was it? The uh, celebrity movement, you know, the Me Too movement for yeah. all celebrities out there. That's okay. the equivalent yeah. of what's happening in wrestling right now. So, Easy. I mean, let's see what happens. Okay, so JJ, real quick, what are your thoughts about all these allegations that, that, that are coming out against uh, pro wrestlers? Uh, to touch on uh, my fellow panelists' point, um, you know, it, the initial is just, it's devastating because you've seen all these all these names come out and like for people to basically take advantage of their you know their 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 liberties especially in these independent promotions most of them being you know overseas it's tough because a lot of people want to break into the business and they want to basically make an impact immediately and uh, just to hear guys like you know Jim, the Jim Cornette story which was crazy in and of itself you know you have like the Jack Gallagher's of the world etc cetera, etc cetera. it's tough uh, my I I have so much like I have so much angst only because you know at a certain point you reach a line similar to the me too movement um and that's a great point that to bring that up because there's oh there's always that certain line where it's like everyone is coming out and there's a great portion that like is factual there's evidence and all that stuff and then there's like that percentage where it just starts to like tick the line you know um Paige's family for example they got you know called for it and uh her her mom went on Twitter you know denied the allegations logged off of Twitter not off of quote-unquote being forced off but being you know upset at the thought of being you know having such allegations not to say that she's innocent not to say that she's guilty but it gets to a certain point where it's like all right if one person says it after a while you're just like okay I know a, a, a portion is not saying and coming out, but there's also a portion where you're just like, there's an area of gray there. And that's that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, just the same, I'm on the same boat as JJ, to be okay. honest. Um, like I'm I said, more get... investigation needs to be done. One second, oh, yeah. guys. I'm just getting this report uh, from Nick. Shout out to Nick Modinaro, um, one of our contributors. He sent this article about Brock Lesnar. And yep. it says, and this is from Terry Runnels, who Why was, you know, Mar Terry Runnels said, I don't have respect for Brock. I don't have respect for Brock. I don't think he respects wrestling fans. Brock did something, something that was in today's day and time. He showed his penis to me and called my name as I walked past him where he was in the dressing room. He opened his towel so I can see his manly bits. At the point he knew he was going to have a lot of power, they were going to have him, they were going to give him the strap. But at that point, I had been in the business for a long time. I deserved respect. And what he did was very, very, very wrong from a professional standpoint, from a sexual harassment standpoint however you want to look at it it was wrong so to counter what mike said you said there were a lot of uh, lower level names that are being accused here we have the former reigning defending undisputed champion 
one of the, you know, top right. guys right. in Brock Lesnar, you know, that happened when Terry Runnels, I believe, right. hasn't been in WWE for right. probably almost a decade well, now. The, how, TK, how, do, how does Vince handle that? Vince handles it the same way he handles other things. Vince has to get on uh, break ties with Brock Lesnar. Vince has to end this. Like, if you look at that, if that's, that's happened, and that definitely did happen because – uh, back in the 80s and 90s, wrestlers would refer to women mostly as ring rats. And there was no respect for women. It was much, much worse. And we've been making strides to make it better. But look, as soon as Brock thought he had the power, he thought he could do what he wanted. And you have to draw a line in the sand, like I said, and say, no, this is not allowed. You will lose everything because of this. And you can look, and Mike said, he doesn't think, oh, there's a gray area. It's weird how some of these things are happening. You look in the 1960s, people would have said the same thing about priests. And you've learned so much about that. You look a little bit later with people in schools, that, that man who was the uh, who was the physician for the gymnast a couple of years ago? That hold came on, out. Tom, people Tom never would have thought that man would have done anything. Hold on, but someone he needs did. to get. There needs to be a line in the TK, stand. TK, there has one to be second. No remorse. Hold on, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, TK. Someone's phone is ringing in the back. That was distracting your your your, your passion. I love it. TK is no, very passionate. Are you okay? Carl, That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna try to make phones ring to distract from the issues here. And I'm listen, not getting off. TK, time. you want some water <laughs> from? Listen, I got a water bottle from the Suffolk Radio from Coach Bill. You want it? Come get some water, man. It's okay. It's okay. I got your back, TK. I feel you. I feel you, TK. I got you. But go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, TK. No, I mean, I, that's what I said. I mean, do you look at all these things in the past? People would try to defend them. I mean, it's it's hard to look at your idols and realize that they are flawed. But if they have these flaws, they can go work somewhere else. They should not be given this power because they will repeat and they will go back and act upon this power. You can look at priests in the Catholic Church. They've tried to, uh, you know. Uh, from, I'm forgetting the word, but they try to, you know, discipline them or move them or rehabilitate. That's the word I was looking for them. And yeah. they always fall back because they have that power over other individuals. These individuals should not be given that power. Well, There's I have a plenty question, other jobs okay. in the world that okay. can okay. go do. We got four, min- guys, we got four minutes left. It doesn't matter how good you can kick or flip. I don't care. You shouldn't be in this business. No, we I got four mean. minutes. We got to make it quick. Mike, what's your question? Go ahead. I, I got a question, but he is Vince's top guy. What are we going to do? What is Vince? What do you mean? What are we gonna do? What do you mean? Did you really just ask that question, Vince McMahon? Are you kidding me? Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, say it louder. And he went on the pay per view. No, because if you are anybody who says that it is any type of okay, let me just keep them here. I'm not saying it's okay. They're the face of my company. You are in no way any type of good person. You are literally an enabler. You are the one who is actually enabling these people to go ahead and keep doing what they want to do because they think that it is okay to get away with. People like you are the reason that people keep going ahead and doing it. Okay. Wait, stop. Hold on a second. That's not what I'm trying to say. Okay, okay. Vince, what I'm trying to say. Listen, and this is where you have to watch WWE more. This is where you have to watch the video. Wait, it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't look, matter. Okay, well, okay. Matter. One second. But, one second. We got three minutes left. Okay, okay Real yeah, quick but, question to JJ. I'm going to get to JJ. Say Brock Lesnar comes out and says, it's not true. She's lying. What do you do if you're Vince? What you do if you're Vince, you investigate. And if it comes out, you know, you, you do exactly what TK the Tank said. You know, you got to decide. Because uh, I bring up, for example, Matt Riddle. You know, Matt Riddle. Someone's brought up his Giving his a Okay, we're good. Yeah. You know, he brought up his scandal and while it's still up in the air and, you know, like uh, he's still on, he just debuted on SmackDown. There's a lot of stuff up in there. Did he, did he, you know, he could seem like the type of person to do it. Could seem like the type of person to do it. Regardless, it's still up in the air. So you have to kind of just go inside and investigate because at the end of the day, to everyone's point, 80s it was happening, 90s it was happening. I'm surprised more names haven't coming up. Came out right. the old younger Randy. Can I just say this because I don't, don't want to get anybody real mad. quick, real, real quick, Mike, because we got two minutes left. Right, right, right. I don't want to get anybody mad. And Kenya, I don't want to get you mad, but I'm just talking about Vince McMahon. He went on with the pay per view when a man died. A lot of his guys were doing True. steroids, and he kept going because Listen. Vince McMahon. Anything other than no, I'm not saying that he's not guilty or not. This is Vince McMahon. I'm telling you, he's not going to do anything because that's the way Vince is. Right, and, and you know what? It, as, as, as crazy as Mike sounds, Mike does bring up a point about Vince. And we've seen Vince let people get away with a lot. Yeah. I remember there was a point. I, I I don't know if Randy got suspended because yes, there was a Randy rumor where he, uh, like he was peeing in girls' bags or something, yes. something like that. Yes. He was doing that in it's, the locker It's room. gone even farther. I mean, yeah, look right. at the yeah. entirety of Dark Side of the Ring. 
You have the Owen Hart incident. You have Jimmy Snuka's death. Exactly. You, you can go down the line of things that. And he let it go. On. That's unbelievable. Okay, so, guys, listen. I would love to continue having the conversation. Maybe next week we'll have a part two. Thank you for joining me here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The Sports Hill is by the fans, for the fans. Kenya, get some water to drink. TK, yeah. get some water to drink. I love you guys. Mike, you too. JJ, let's calm it down. I know it's yeah, hot. Man. Everyone's getting heated, but I love Kumbaya. the energy. Kumbaya. Please make sure you tune in to us next week. We will be live again. We'll have a series of topics. NFL, NBA, maybe some NHL, MLB, NBA, uh, pro wrestling. Make sure you check us out. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Everyone, any final thoughts? Real quick, we got two, 20 seconds. Go. Final thoughts. Ladies first. Ladies first. Kenya? I'm a little too mad now. Okay. TK? Uh, yeah, no. I'm going to say it again. Line in the sand. Get rid of them all. After that, maybe look at it. But right now, Vince McMahon, take a line in the sand. Change the way you are and get rid of these guys. All right. That'll do it for the Sports List again. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Have a good night. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.